You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right. Have a seat. You're at the diner with the GGR Pirate Radio crew. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is At the Diner on the GGR Pirate Radio Network. Guys, we've got a great show in store for you. We are going to be talking about development hell. Ooh, scary, spooky. It's now fall, sort of, because we're into September, but none of it matters because we're still in quarantine, so it's all just one big giant season of shit. Um, but either way, we're getting closer to the spooky stuff, so why as well jump into development hell. But we're also going to be talking about something that's not in development hell. Uh, that would be Suicide Squad, the James Gunn sequel that's uh, being... I don't even know when it's set to release. I'm assuming it's going to be 2021, because that seems like when all movies are coming out now. Uh, but gonna, we're going to talk about that, because we didn't get a chance to talk about it in last week's episode when we were talking DC Fandom. But joining me for this episode of At The Diner, I've got the guy who back in 2014 helped me found GGR. His name is Steve Monick. I like scary stuff in the right context, so development hell sounds like a good time. We've also got the, I would say the most musically gifted of all of us. I mean, I don't know, Rambo or Steve might be really good at like, you know, like a lute or like maybe a harp of some sort. But when it comes to rapping, when it comes to R&B, when it comes to hip hop, those sorts of things, I think MC Brooks takes the cake. Uh, you can check him out on The Overflow. Hopefully we'll have some new episodes, but it's hard because so many of his episodes were convention-based. And when they're in quarantine, guess what you don't have? Conventions. But that's okay, because yep. we still we know him, we love him. His name is MC Brooks. Speaking of development hell, defund Sonic Team. <laughs> yeah, I'm so me... curious about that. What the hell's going on with that? I'm a little well, curious it's, it's, about this too. What's going on? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to bring it up when we get into the development hell because it's related to what I'm going to one of the answers I have. Oh, okay. so we'll we'll get into it for sure. Look at this guy doing professional teases and shit. The newly minted newest member of the GGR editor team is not only an editor when it comes to written stuff. He comes up with great ideas when it comes to the podcast. Uh, he's an amazing artist as well. You should check out his stuff. In fact, he's actually turned some of his art into t-shirts. So I'll give him a chance to plug his stuff so you can go buy your very own limited edition James Rambo t-shirt. And that's James Rambo. Hey, hey, everybody. 
So we can buy your your art and have it on a shirt so I can like wear it and be like, I, I am your art now. Uh, true. I am James Rambo's art. Where could we find these t-shirts, oh illustrious artist man? I have a uh, TeePublic account. Um, if you search for at Rambosus, R-A-M-B-O-Z-U-S, uh, you'll find me on there. Uh, I think it's tpublic.com slash user slash Rambosus. Uh, there's only two, two designs up so far because what I'm doing is going back and vectorizing my um, uh, previous traditional drawings, uh, which takes a lot of time. Um, and I'm making them a little fancier too, like I'm adding some, some cross hatching and such. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I'm really proud of them. Uh, I'm really happy with the way they're coming out and I'm, I'm tweaking the design specifically for different colors of shirts. So right now I have a Batman and a daredevil shirt up and for both designs, um, I have, uh, uh, sort of sub designs of like, this works best on a black shirt. This works best on like, you know, uh, for the daredevil, it's a red one for the Batman, it's a blue one. And then ones that work on pretty much all colors. Uh, and I, I sold one. I have uh, T Public doesn't tell you who to. They just say like, "Hey, somebody bought a thing." Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I, I was excited. I'm gonna get a whole two dollars for that. Um, <laughs> Look at you moving on up. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's the kind of thing where like my my capitalist artist brain is like, "That's not nearly enough fucking money for my work." Uh, but I'm doing literally nothing but the artwork. T Public handles the uh the the like uh, uh blank collection and, and purchasing they handle the printing they handle the shipping literally every other element aside from providing the design is handled by them so you know it's not great but it's something um and i don't have to do any extra work once the design's up so that's pretty cool absolutely yeah so that's cool man check out rambo's t-shirts he's got those hey we got t-shirts too uh, ours are not on TeePublic. Ours are on Teespring. So if you go to teespring.com and just search GGR, GGR has a plethora of t-shirts that you can purchase or peruse. Um, all of the money goes to helping fund GGR, helping pay web hosting costs and various other things that we have. Uh, lots of cool ones there. Plus, I got my uh, my football, my National Football League t-shirts, too. Um, I just put up... The New York bagels, which is just like, mwah, like chef's kiss, just just absolutely perfect and beautiful and wonderful. So if you like bagels or you like the New York Jets or you like both or you don't like any of them, you just want to support GGR, go buy one. It's only 20 bucks. It's pretty great. So now that we've done the shameless promotion, uh, let's jump into the podcast. Uh, let's let's start with Suicide Squad, because we, you know, let's kind of close up shop from last week when we were talking about uh, DC Fandom. I, I still, I'm going to lose my nerd card potentially here. I still haven't seen the first one because I just did not give a shit. I did not care. I still don't care. And like, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe. It, but I don't really see the need, nor d- do I have the desire to watch it. It just, it just, there was nothing about it where I was just like, man, I really got to see that. Like, are, are you guys excited about this? Am I missing out? We'll, we'll start with uh, Steve and then we'll kind of work our way around with Steve Rambo, MC. Um, was the first Suicide Squad even worth mentioning, and are you are you excited about the new one? Well, there's two very different questions there, and my answer <laughs> to the first one is I'm in the exact same boat as you, dude. Never saw it. Don't really have any interest in it. I don't know why. Just as soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, okay. And, and I'm sure it's good. I'm sure there's no 
reason I shouldn't like it. I just one of those movies I never had any interest in. And then it just kept going on and on and on without going to see it. And then I forgot that it existed and, and moved on to other things. This one I, I probably would give a chance to um, just off the back of all the James Gunn stuff that I do like. I mean, the most obvious comparison people are going to give it to. It's like, oh, they're going to do like Guardians of the Galaxy for DC. It's a bunch of weirdo creeps grouping up and acting goofy and being different than like brooding Batman and stuff. And, and OK, maybe there's some truth to that. But I mean, James Gunn's work, man, I, I love his movies. I mean. Not even like all the popular ones either. I mean, there's, there's, I've been watching his stuff for, for quite some time. Um, so I'm kind of always going to give James Gunn a shot. And I understand that there's like the controversy too, right? With all the uh, reasons he got kicked out of Marvel and then brought back, back into Marvel and blah, 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 blah. But um, I don't know, man. I'm going to give it a shot, uh, even though I'm not a huge fan of like the source material. Like, I have no personal affinity for Suicide Squad. I, I, I don't like them or dislike them. So it's kind of a, a, a neutral ground as far as that level goes. But I like the, the creative mind behind it. Okay. I mean, I think that's fair too, because I did like, um, I, I talked about in doing my MCU rewatch that the movies that got the most, like the biggest turnaround as far as like how I felt about them was the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, the first one I still like. I thought it was pretty good. It was fine. Like nothing really changed. I was like still a solid flick. But the second one was just stellar on rewatch. And oh yeah, Rambo, you mentioned this to me at one point, and I don't even know why I didn't realize it. One of my favorite horror movies of all time is Slither. I didn't realize it was a James Bond yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, buddy. And that's and a dude, good one, horror flick. The ones where he's both the writer and director on, in my opinion, tend to be the best. So that would be Slither. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the Rain Wilson movie Super. Yeah. That, with, him, with Rain Wilson and Ellen Page, like that's a messed up movie, but it's like really good. Both of the Guardians, well, I guess technically all three when the third one comes out, and then Suicide Squad are all both written and directed by him. And to me, those are his biggest kind of uh, like solid masterpieces. Um, you know, he's done writing for other stuff, producing for other stuff, but. Uh, I think that's where he really shines because he gets this vision in his head of like, this is how I want it to be written and directed. And he carries it from beginning to end. Uh, and those ones tend to be a little bit stronger. Yeah. Um, Rambo, give me your take on this, man. Like, did, I would assume because of all of us, I feel like you're probably the biggest movie buff. You, you've definitely seen Suicide Squad, right? Oh, yeah. I, I own the, the special edition Blu-ray of it. Um, and I didn't even really like it. Um, so <laughs> I own to, it to, and I hate it. <laughs> to, to clarify that, um, the special edition had the director's cut on it, and I really like the the I I went the opposite direction of Steve, where I saw that first trailer and was like, oh shit, okay, yeah, let's do that. Um, which is funny enough, the trailer was cut very much like, oh, we're making Suicide Squad into the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and then you watch the movie. And that is not what it is. <laughs> it is. It is not nearly as much fun. It is not nearly as light. Um, it's in much the same way. Like so. So where where you know uh, Todd Phillips' Joker goes very serious, um, and overall is a, is a movie that I don't think really succeeds as a complete film, but does work like independent elements of it work. Suicide Squad, the the David Ayer one, 
there's a lot of little things that work throughout, um, but it goes much more like silly action movie. Um, it's also got that same sort of dour color palette. Um, you know, if, if not for that movie, we wouldn't have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, and she's fantastic in it. Uh, I'm one of the few people who liked the 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 Jared Leto Joker um, because I thought it was I thought it, it it overall it was a joke. Like he is exactly the kind of character that would do shit like get a grill and have tattoos on his face um, because it's stupid and he thinks it's funny. Um, and also, dude runs around in a purple suit with a purple fucking trench coat. You're telling me that's too flashy? Like the Lambo <laughs> and the <laughs> like that? No, no, no. He wouldn't go that direction. Um, it's you know, I I look at it as like a failed experiment in a lot of ways. Um, I think there was a lot of weird casting in it. Like Will Smith is there because Will Smith's name on movies sells tickets. Um, but Will Smith is just basically playing, uh, 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 Mike from bad boys in it. it this is, it's, it's, it's the, it's the variety of angry Will Smith we get. Um, cause you know, I like the guy well enough, but he's not somebody with what I'd call range. Um, he's not a character actor. We, you, you, when you go see a Will Smith movie, you're going to go see Will Smith. Um, just like Kevin Costner, like yeah, like much yeah. like I mean, like like a lot of uh, uh, of leading men, you John know, Wayne, yeah, they're gonna show up and they're gonna do, you know, uh, um, I had a, an argument some years ago with with a, a good friend of mine about uh, Maggie Smith versus Daniel Day Lewis, and I said <laughs> Maggie Smith is a fine actor, Daniel Day Lewis is a better actor than she is. Their response was no, she's not, and I go okay, I guess we're done, because uh, <laughs> there's there's nothing like. We we weren't. It was it was a very brief conversation. It was not an argument because an argument would be I present my case, you present your case. Neither one of us wanted to hear, hear what the other one had to say. Um, <laughs> but my point in that was Lewis is going to do and try different things in every movie. Maggie Smith is going to show up. She's going to read her line. She's going to give her performance. That's going to be very emotional. Um, she's going to hit her marks, and she's going to wait patiently between takes because she's a fucking professional. Um, Will Smith's going to do the same thing. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the few guys who's been like a leading man that is leaning toward breaking out of uh, uh, leading man status and trying to do more character stuff, which is cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, uh, he was terribly miscast as Deadpool, a uh, Deadpool, a uh, Deadshot, um, because Deadshot's whole deal is he's a sociopath, but he's aware of it. He's conscious of it. He has no real emotions. And that's why what happens with the team and him works so well because the only person he cares about aside from himself is his daughter. And then he slowly starts to care about the people around him because um, they're all sort of in the same boat. Um, but Will Smith's just playing angry Will Smith. And so you don't really get that arc. He's just sort of there. And he's doing he's doing his best. Um, but yeah, it's it's unclear if this is a direct sequel or a flat-out reboot because there are at least two no, three characters i can think of off the top of my head that are played by the same actors in both movies um rick flag uh, uh captain uh, captain boomerang and harley are all being reprised for the second movie um with like you know some costume changes and things uh but 
seemingly it's the same stuff across the board. Uh, and no, and and, and um, Amanda Waller, uh, Viola Davis is back for Amanda Waller. Um, so I'm hoping that what we're going to get is a uh, sort of a soft reboot of like, yeah, we're acknowledging the previous one happened. We're going to keep on trucking. We're just going to keep going. It's 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 the way that some of the best comics teams handle being on a new book uh, when they first come in. We're not discounting what happened before, but it's not important to our story. So we're just going to keep moving forward. What happened happened, but it's back there. We're, we're, we're going this direction. Um, as to the first movie, I'd say it's worth watching. Um, if for no other reason, just to see like, there's some crazy shit going on in that movie, um, both good and bad. Um, but I'm very excited for this new one. Um, when gun was first announced, uh, I was pretty hyped about it. And then seeing that trailer, which is just the character introductions, um, there's there are cuts deep enough that I had to look them up uh, like people. I was like, I don't even know who the fuck that is. And like I've talked to a couple people like, oh, yeah, well, there's two characters like like non-comic characters. Then no, no, there's not. All the characters you see in that trailer are all versions, either straight up versions from the comics or adapted ones included in this movie. Um, like the uh, uh, Nathan Fillion's character, TDK is the detachable kid. Um, he's arm fall off boy from the Legion of reject heroes. Um, what? whose power was his arms could come off. He could <laughs> remove them and then beat you with them like a club. Uh, <laughs> because why the fuck not? <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, like the, the, the degree to which I mean, like John Cena's character is is peacemaker, peacemaker, a man who wants peace by any means, including the being willing to murder for it. <laughs> like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous. Um, the fact that you get stuff like Rick Flagg's yellow shirt, like that is directly from the original run of Suicide Squad. Like that was his his, his outfit. Um and James Gunn is like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they look in the comics. So that's what they're gonna look like. What? That's, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm, I'm fucking. I feel like James Gunn is the right person for this. He's the right person to make me actually give a shit about this. You know? Yeah. Like, absolutely. Yeah. MC as the one who really got to see a lot of the stuff from Fandom. One, did, were you a fan of the first one? Two, are you excited about this one? Three, did all of the stuff you saw at Fandom, did it like kind of change your perspective on it where you're like, all right, I'm in for this. This looks like it's going to be fucking dope. Uh, well, uh, to answer the first question, I didn't see all of the first one. Um, I saw, I was, I watched part of it uh, like right before, like I was pretty much trying to kill time before I went to go see, uh, I think it was BVS. I think it was BVS. Yeah, yeah, and I caught like the first like thirty, maybe forty minutes of it, and it wasn't very memorable. <laughs> and I, I, I was only really half paying attention anyway. And based on between what I watched and the uh, the rare occasion that I listened to the internet about a particular thing, uh, I just had no interest in really watching it. Like I, I figured that you know if I if it, like if, if I was ever you know bored at home and you know, I was cruising through the channels and it was like on FX one night. 
all right, yeah, I might tune in and just check it out. But I wasn't going to like actively seek out the first movie. Um, just cause I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't like super interested in it yeah. and like people's reviews of it didn't seem great. And then like compare that with like the other DCEU properties that I'd seen at the, at that point, I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, based on the other work, I don't know if I really want to watch this and give it a chance. Cause it's probably not good either. So I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really pay it any attention. Um, in hearing about the soft reboot of it, the the soft reboot of it, and I can confirm, Rambo, it is a soft reboot. It's not a, it's there, it's not it's not a sequel to the original, but it's not like a, a hard reboot of either. It's like a, they describe it as a new take on these characters or on the Suicide Squad, going forward. So, cool. yeah, and and so, um, I was kind of whatever about i was kind of whatever about it uh until fan until fandom happened and they like kind of confirmed the cast because before fandom i mean outside of uh uh margot robbie being harley quinn like you kind of like everything everyone else uh that they have talked about was like it was mostly just rumors um about who was actually going to be in this film and then who they were going to play because i know there were there was some talk about idris elba uh playing deadshot in this new version of the of the movie and some other stuff. Oh, uh, fun fact, because I wanted to say this when, uh, when Rambo was talking about Will Smith. Will Smith was actually supposed to be in this re- soft reboot. The only reason his version is not in it is because of a scheduling conflict, and he couldn't do it. Yeah, otherwise, there was a whole thing about like Deadshot was going to be in the movie, um, and that when he couldn't do it, like a tree was going to do it. And then there was a, a whole other thing that came out later. It was like, no, 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 no. He's, he's, he's playing a big character, but he's not playing Deadshot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, like fandom is really, was really the place that I kind of got excited for Like they didn't, they didn't have like a straight up trailer, but they had a lot of behind the scenes footage. Um, and you got, you kind of got to hear each person, uh, each actor kind of talk a little bit about their character and kind of, what they've been doing and, and whatnot, and uh, at the end, at the end of it, I was, I was much more intrigued than I, I was previously because, uh, in terms of things that I had listed, in, in terms of like what I really wanted to watch at fandom, I didn't really, I didn't have this down as like a thing that, as like a panel that I really wanted to check out. I was really content to, you know, like take a bathroom break or something, and you know, just find out whatever happened at the panel after. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, Come but back that, with your that, popcorn. What I miss? What I miss? Like, right. But 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 it turned out. I I I think the reveal was was pretty dope. Um, they did like this uh, this like I don't know how to describe it, this like Brady Bunch style uh, game where they had each because I, I didn't realize they had they have eighteen cast members for this movie. Like mm-hmm. they had enough to do a Brady a Brady Bunch box on both sides. Um, and and that was that was pretty crazy. But all in all, like I'm excited to check it out. I, I think DC at this point kind of has gotten an idea of uh, has kind of gotten with the the idea of hey, we just need to tell a good story. Like we don't need to try to do what Marvel did. We don't we don't need to try to make this big complicated thing. Let's just try to make a good movie first and and go from there. And I think based on stuff like Shazam, uh, stuff like Wonder Woman, the trailer we've seen for Wonder Woman 84, um, and just the, the other movies that we got, like this seems in line with, 
hey, we're not going to try to make this big thing. We're just going to get these characters together and we're going to try to just make a fun movie, make a good movie, make a fun movie uh, so that, you know, if it's successful, then maybe we can talk about doing a sequel or doing a spinoff. Because it was smart to do the Harley Quinn movie, uh, to do the Birds of Prey, uh, uh, the Birds of Prey film in the aftermath of the first one. So I, I think this is kind of in line with that, with uh, we're going to do these we're going to do these characters that a lot of people have never heard of. Um, we're going to bring back uh, bring back Harley and, and some people from the first one for 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 familiarity sake. And, you know, let's just try to get it right this time and try to just make a good story and make a good film. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, that, that was pretty much, I mean, we're all pretty much in agreement that like that, that was another movie that like maybe we weren't really interested in before, but now it's kind of like, all right, well, James Gunn knows what the fuck he's doing. So maybe I'm in on this. Like, yeah. it sounds like yeah, everybody's kind of in consensus with that. Steve, is that kind of how you feel about it too? Yeah, yeah, I, w- I would be willing to go back and watch the original as well, um, just just to say that I watched it or whatever. But I think this one has the chance to be not just a good movie. I think it has the chance to be a great movie. Um, and I think yeah. MC's point, uh, especially like about like starting with like Wonder Woman and Shazam and like now it's just about like just make a good movie. Don't worry about the bigger picture. Just make a string of good stories, good movies. Um, and just and just build that repertoire up. So I think this is a chance to be one of them. Yeah. yeah. I have a question for Rambo before we continue. So, so, so since you're the only one here who's like actually seen the, the movie, uh, <laughs> what do you think about this idea that uh, of the the air cut of uh, the original Suicide Squad? Like in watching the original, like do you think that there's anything that like an air cut if it is even the thing uh, could potentially do to make that movie better than what it was. Um, I, <laughs> so this is going to be a bit of a backhanded compliment. Um, much like, much like another movie I don't enjoy, but I own um, the Batman versus Superman ultimate edition. Um, the director's cut is absolutely hands down a better film. It works better. It makes more sense. The through lines and, and certain scenes just just you know come together much better. Um, does that make it a good film? No, <laughs> no, it does not. Um, and I think that would be the 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 same kind of situation we'd get with you know assuming a David Ayer cut exists, which like come the fuck on. Um, that that very much reeks uh, reeks to me of who's who's that got to make his movie the way he wanted to maybe you let me make my movie um like dude you you got paid they release it in theaters just let it go you're done they're it's just over. gonna start rehashing everything the same way well because we did that um cut we're gonna do this cut and then because Nirvana worked yeah. really, really well in that Batman trailer. We're gonna make sure that we put Nirvana in this next Superman trailer because that just seemed to work. Like so, yeah. which like honestly, what you described is exactly why Man of Steel happened. Yeah, not exaggerating. That is exactly what happened. Batman Begins was a success, and Warner Brothers was like, "Oh, they want dark movies. Let's make a dark Superman." 
no, you dipshits. That, mm. um, but yeah, to, to, to answer your question, I think, one, I, I don't, I believe David Ayer probably made his own version of the edit because that's what directors do. Um, not that they cut it themselves, but like their version might be more specific to their, their own specific vision, but he didn't have final cut in his contract because it's fucking David Ayer. Like they don't, Warbus doesn't, doesn't give a shit, doesn't give a shit. And he probably didn't care at the time either. Um, I think it would probably be better. Like for all the things you can say about Suicide Squad, it is dripping with style. That, that dude knows how to make a movie that looks the way he wants it to look. Um, good or bad like there's there's a lot of criticism and recently so about the way that harley looks in that movie um the the you know the cutoffs and the the baseball shirt and all that shit and daddy's little monster her her uh outfit is directly modeled from a photo of debbie harry in like the mid 80s so i didn't know that making very specific choices um and he has a very particular vision for what he, for how he wants things to look. It's like it's like Michael Bay. Michael Bay is not an alter filmmaker, but his movies look like there, there's no mistaking when you see one of his movies what it is like who made that. Um, and that's something you know kind of impressive. The fact that he ha- they have such a distinctive style. Um, so yeah, I I think that there definitely is a version of that movie that exists, and I think it would probably be better, but I don't think it would be good. Um, the, the, I remember reading something about the, the specific production house that made the trailer, um, that everybody got really excited about. Like they were specifically told to make it look like something that had been very successful recently, which was guardians of the galaxy. And so that's what they did. Um, you know, when you have a trailer, depending on any number of factors, if you cut it in a certain way, you're going to, you're going to pitch a certain idea. The best example of that I can think of is there was a movie called Changing Lanes with Ben Affleck and Sam Jackson back in like 2005, 2006, maybe even earlier than that. Um, And there were two trailers for that movie. And the first trailer was like, okay, here's what the movie is. blah. The second trailer is a complete lie. (laughs) It is flat out a, a, a direct mislead of what the movie is actually about. Um, it becomes this like thriller where Sam Jackson's the villain and he's going after Ben Affleck. That is not what that fucking movie's about. Um, and it's one of the first times I remember seeing advertising for a film that was just directly being dishonest, um, about what was being produced and what was being presented. Um, and it was very clearly supposed to be marketing to different kinds of people, uh, who want to see different kinds of fucking movies. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, if to, to what AMC said, it seems like Warner Brothers might finally have their head out of their asses about what kind of movies they want to make. I'm I'm a little nervous when I hear things like James Wan talking about Aquaman being more serious and more relevant. Like that's not why I enjoy that movie, man. I <laughs> I like that movie because you had a fucking octopus playing drums. Like, that's, like, this is what I was here for. <laughs> no, he um, needs to be serious. Seriously talking to fish. <laughs> like, like, I just, you know, I'm I'm okay with a, with a, a serious, you know, not tongue-in-cheek Aquaman movie. Um, but that doesn't mean 
that it has to be like stern serious and and again i i think to some degree that quote was taken out of context and uh, um my own kind of worst fears about what that could mean are being uh amplified on my end um but yeah, I think they finally have an idea of where they want to go with things and, and what they need to do. Um, and I'm I'm really hopeful for, for this next movie. So yeah, I, I if much like the the fucking Zack Snyder Justice League, I'm gonna watch that movie. It's gonna happen. I'm not necessarily gonna watch it like, you know, giddy like schoolboy, like, ooh, what's it gonna be? Um but it's they've got my curiosity. I love these characters, and I really want to. I'm really curious um, what even like a failed experiment on that scale looks like. Um, so yeah, if if an air cut is released, I'll watch it. Um, but that don't mean I'm gonna like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that pretty much sums up our DC fandom conversation that we were having started last week and then we added to this so what we'll do is we'll actually make this its very own special episode so our editorial on you know what did we miss from dc fandom so hey guys all of you out there we hit a big number recently as far as subscription goes um that's all thanks to you so thank you guys so much for listening for sharing the podcast for um continuing to be awesome just in general when it when it comes to all the nerdy geeky things that we want to talk about so thank you listeners but also thank you for the guys that make this podcast possible which is going to be steve monick it's going to be james rambo it's going to be mc brooks uh thank you guys very much so without further ado we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up guys again as always make sure you're washing your hands make sure you're wearing your mask try to be as nice as you can to people it's a difficult time out there and don't be juice bag Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!